Good morning. Good morning. You know, as we always say, we could have chose anywhere to be this morning, but as uh, I want to thank God for everyone coming here to worship our Lord and Savior in spirit and in truth. And uh, we want to thank everyone for lifting up their voices on this morning uh, to sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, just want to say we look beautiful today. We always look beautiful, but we look good. Um, God is uh, God is good. And uh, our kids look beautiful. I want to thank God for uh, Kevin and Desiree being here with us again. I know uh, uh, they came last time. I want to thank them for coming back with us on today. And uh, I want to thank our uh brad brad came in and say i know you he said you taught my sister do you work at that school i said yes that's me <laughs> he came with uh sister simonette was obeyed the gospel on december 29th Amen. 2022 that's uh sister uh, tasha and uh sister tasha's oldest sister and she's our sister Amen. in christ not only she's our sister but she's our sister in christ want to thank god for that and then we got Ray all the way back from Jamaica, <laughs> on, from all the way back on top of the rooftop. So uh, <laughs> you had to be there. <laughs> Beautiful wedding. And uh, uh, just thank God for him being here with us on this morning. Yeah. And uh, today, the title of my lesson, Life is a Temporary Assignment. Life is a Temporary Assignment. You ever had, uh, you know, we all have assignments and uh, uh, we all always have a due date on those assignments. When you have an assignment, you have a due date on an assignment. And uh, uh, Brother Steve read uh, James 4.14, life is like a vapor. And when you go outside and it's cold in the morning, you blow that, blow that and you see that, that air in there and then you turn your head, it's gone. That's how life is, you know. If, 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 if God gave you 70 years, that's a little bit of time. If he gave you 70 years, that's a little bit of time. If he gave you 80 years, that's a little bit of time. If he gave you 90 years, that's a little bit of time. You know, uh, in our family union, my aunt, uh, uh, she's going to be turning my great aunt she's going to be turning 100 years old in April and everybody is getting together and they come up to Georgia to celebrate because that's a that's a mark that's a that's a, a, a that's a thing you know everybody knows Stranger Things the black kid that's on there that's her grandson that's her, that's her grandson and she's turning 100 and everybody is trying to make their way to Savannah, Riceboro, Georgia to celebrate that but that's not a long time on this side of time. That's not a long time. In our mindset, we thinking that's a long time. That's a life of fulfillment. But that's not a long time. You know why? Compared to eternity. It's not a, it's not a long time compared to eternity. Because you're staying over here for 100 years or, 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 or 80 years or 70 years or whatever. You're thinking that's a lot of time. I was teasing with DJ. Um, me and DJ was talking, and I and DJ said, "You going to a funeral this week?" Because the last two weekends I went to funerals. I said, "Nah." He said, "You just like your dad." <laughs> I said, "No, nah, I'm not going to a funeral this week." So, but the last two, one was 
60, 62. Next one was 83. My coworkers lost their parents, and I, I attended. And I made the statement, you know, when my, my mom died in 2012, and I looked out and I saw all my coworkers there, and I saw people that support is there, and you can still see those faces. Because when you're going through bad times and when you're going through hard times, you want people to support you. You want people to be there for you. And those are the things that I, I remember. But compared to 100 years, eternity, that's what you want. God did not design these bodies for us to be here our whole life. He originally did. But what happened in the garden changed the whole format. What happened in the garden changed the whole format. He originally did. because. But what Adam and Eve did, we had to have some repercussions. Men had to work to the sweat of their brows to the day they die. And women through childbearing. So, you know, they're going to have pain through childbearing. It's in the scriptures. But, you know, every time you go to a funeral, you hear this. Do me a favor. Y'all turn to 2 Corinthians 5, 1 through 10. And I know y'all smell the food, and I'm going to get y'all to that food in a minute. I know, I know, I'm going to get y'all there in a minute. But there's some things that we have to do. God did not design our bodies to stay here. Life is a temporary assignment. Life is short. You can have the best doctors in the world. You can have all the money in the world. You can have all round-the-clock nurses. But when it's time for God to call you home, you're going home. When it's your time, when time is up, when your assignment is up, it's over. It's over. When it's up, it's over. And there's no turning back. And then you're on the other side of eternity. Now, it's up to you to choose where you're going to spend that time at. You can either spend it with him or you can spend it with Satan. But it's going somewhere. And it's not this body that we're talking about. And we'll talk about that later. Keep going. Read uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, starting at verse 1. For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, mm -hmm. that is, when we die and leave this earthly body, mm -hmm. we will have a house in heaven, an eternal, an eternal body made for us by God himself. Okay, we can have an eternal body made by God for, for itself. And if you want to be with God, there's some things that you got to do. That house is not, not made for everybody. It's made for you if you're obedient, if you do what he say. If you don't do what he say and you don't obey his command and you don't do his will, that house is not made. You can't, you can't enter that house. But your soul is going to go somewhere. And the good thing about it uh, like the song, we, the choice is yours. The choice is yours. You choose whether your, your body, your soul is with God or you choose whether your soul is going to be with Satan through eternity. The choice is yours. And you get up there and you hear people preach people in the, in the heaven at their funeral and they didn't do what God said that they must do to be saved. Verse 2, Brother James. Continuing verse 2. Mm -hmm. We grow weary in our present bodies. And we long to put on our heavenly bodies like new clothes. Okay, we go weary. I remember when I could jump a gate, I could do this, and I could run, and I could dunk a basketball, and I could, I, I can't do that no more. Mm-hmm. 
and, and we could just go running and running laps and, 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 and playing basketball and, and doing everything. But I can't do that no more. Me and Tasha were walking the other night. I said, baby, I'm tired. <laughs> Keep going for me, Brother James. Mm-hmm. For we will put on heavenly bodies. Mm-hmm. We will not be spirits without bodies. Okay, we won't be a spirit without a body. Uh-huh. While we live in these earthly bodies, we groan and sigh. But it is not that we want to die and get rid of these bodies. How many times we groan, we wake up in the morning, oh, this hurt, that hurt, and we sigh, and we in pain, or we're taking something to, to mask what we're going through. Keep going for me, Brother Jane. We masking. Everybody on medication, mostly. <laughs> when you get a toothache when you get a pain what you do you take something for that so you are masking the pain keep going for me brother Jane rather we want to put on our new bodies so that these dying bodies will be swallowed up by life mm-hmm. God himself has prepared us for this and as a guarantee he has given us his Holy Spirit stop right there who prepared us not your mama, not your daddy, not your boss, not your career, not your passion. God has prepared us for that. And if he prepared us for that, we should be worshiping him. We should be looking at him and not these things that's in this world. Who should come first? If he prepared us for it, he should come first. Heaven is a prepared place for a prepared people. Y'all been hearing that all y'all life. But if we want to be with him, we need to do what he says and not what we say and not what we think and not what we feel and not what man says and not what Google says. But we need to do what God says do according to his word. Keep going for me, Brother James. Verse number six. Mm-hmm. So we are always confident, even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, we are not at home with the Lord. We're not at home as long as we live. In, we're not with him. We're in we in these bodies right now, but I just, we got another purpose. And our job is to serve him, but we're not with him right now. Keep going for me, Brother James. For well, we walk by faith and not by sight. Okay, we walk. You've been hearing that all your life. Keep going. Yes, we are fully confident, and we would rather be away from these earthly bodies, for then we will be at home with the Lord. And then we'll be at home with who? The Lord. See? From these earthly bodies, we'll be at home with the Lord. With the Lord. Our job, our purpose is to be with him. Our job and our purpose is to serve him. Our job and our purpose is to love him. Our job is to put him first. He should not be second. He should not be third. He should not be nowhere there. Everything that we do should be pleasing him. Keep going for me, Brother James. So whether we are here in this body or away from this body, mm-hmm. our goal is to please him. What did I go to? To please him. Stop trying to please man. Stop trying to please your boss. Stop trying to be a people pleaser and please God. If you want to be happy, please him. If you want to be successful in your life, please him. Keep going for me, Brother James. For we must all stand, stand before, before Christ. Christ to be judged. Uh-huh. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or the evil that we have done, done in, in this, this earthly, earthly body. body. So from that little baby down, from Cain on down, I think Cain probably the youngest person in here, all the way up to the oldest person, we all going to be judged in these bodies for the good or bad we have done. Hmm? 
And who's going to do the judging? Christ going to do the judging. He's going to do the judging. So my question to you, you ever hear us saying uh, uh, life is a big party? You ever hear the saying life is a one-way street that you will never look back on? I remember going down Bourbon Street and I said, man, we got to hurry up and get from out of here. Well, somebody else said that. <laughs> but what is the what what is the purpose of life? Why are you here? Why why are you here? Everyone everyone has a purpose. But what is your purpose? And what I want us to understand this morning, our purpose is to serve God, to worship God, and to please God. First we must serve him, we must worship him, and then our job is to please him. That's our purpose. Your, my purpose is in life, yes, I'm here, I'm a, I'm a teacher. I work with kids with disabilities and things. Yes, I do that. Yes, I'm an elder in the Lord's church. But my job is to please God. My job is to worship God. We came here this morning to worship our Lord and Savior in spirit and in truth. Our job is to please him. And you can't find your purpose until you find God. See, everybody, everybody think they got their purpose. If you haven't obeyed that one and only gospel, the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He that believed that gospel and is baptized like Sister Simonette did on that day and buried with him in baptism, and she rose and came a new creature in Christ. Until you obey that one and only gospel, you are separated from him. Isaiah 59, 1 and 2 say, uh, sin separate a man from God. Therefore, you can't be with him or if you living in sin. You can't be with him if you didn't obey what the simple stuff he told you to do. And that was to obey the gospel, which is the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He that believeth and is baptized will be saved. He that believeth not will be condemned. So everybody say I got a relationship, a personal relationship with God. If they ain't obey that gospel, they don't have no personal relationship with God. They don't have no, they're just as far away as he can. And when they die, they're not going to be with him. If you're looking for, see, I deal with kids every day. And, and kid, a little child will say, I'm not happy. I'm, I'm, I'm not happy. How can you be eight years old, nine years old and say you're not happy? I'm not happy. But you know what? We got people in here that come in here, have everything, and still ain't happy. And still not happy. Brother James, do me a favor. Go to um, Psalms. One hundred. Three through five. Psalms. Psalms 100, verse 3 through 5. <clears throat> acknowledge that the Lord is God. See, the problem is a lot of us, and we are not acknowledging that he is God. You know what? Our job is to worship our creator. He created us for him. So our job is to worship our creator, not him worship us. Our job, we trying to make God worship us. No, we need to worship him. He created us. So our job is to worship him. 
Acknowledge, do what, Brother James? Acknowledge that the Lord is God. See, when you don't obey the gospel, and when you hear the gospel and you continue to hear it, and you don't acknowledge him, and you don't put him on on in, in baptism, you are not acknowledging that he's God. Keep going for me, Brother James. He made us, and we are his. We, he made us, and we are his. See, everybody like to lump themselves into that. You have the opportunity to do that, but until you do what he say do, you're not his. Mm-hmm. Keep going for me. We are his people, mm -hmm. the sheep of his pasture. Mm-hmm. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Mm -hmm. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Uh-huh. If you're not giving thanks to him, if you're not praising his name, then who are you praising? Who are you worshiping? Who are you idolizing? If you're not praising his name, if you're not worshiping him, keep going for me, Brother James. Verse 5. For the Lord is good. Mm -hmm. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. It, to how many generations? Each generation. To each generation. He's waiting patiently for you to obey that one and only gospel. Mm -hmm. He's waiting patiently for you to do that. <clears throat> He's been patient. That's why he continued to give you another day. That's why he continue. Life is like a vapor. You know, we talk about tomorrow, but who says we're going to be here tomorrow? We pray if it's God's will, we'll be here. If it's will, we're going to go to the store tomorrow. If it's will, I'm going to graduate from high school this year. If it's will, I'm going to be married for 20 or 30 years. If it's will, I'm going to be able to see my grandkids. If it's his wills. Because it might not be his will. And we need to understand whatever the Lord's will, not your will. See, this is the most selfish generation, one of the most selfish generations in our day and time right now. And we're selfish. It's all about ourselves. We did went to a CPR workshop, and, and the presenter said, I can't leave. I'm hungry, and I'm not feeling well. Big old workshop. And she said, could somebody get me something to eat? You know who that somebody was, James. Lady just gave us a talking CPR, not feeling well. She can't leave because she's still doing this. And she asked a room full of people, because somebody said, bring me something back to eat to put on my stomach. And you know what the shameful thing is, Brother Jane? There was a lot of men in there. And nobody even thought about bringing that lady something back to eat. And I say, what does this world come to? If my wife was hungry, would somebody feed her? If my daughter was hungry, would somebody feed them? Hmm? If, if, if she broke down with gas, would somebody get them something to eat? Would her brothers and sisters in Christ look out for her if something happened to me? Would my kids look out for her if something happened to me? Those are the type of things I did think about. But we're raising a selfish generation. We're raising kids. It's all about me, myself, and I. And what I think and what I feel and what I want to do. And we're not raising them to look out for their grandmother. We're not raising them to look out for their parents. We're not raising them to look out for their neighbors. We're not raising them to look out for their brothers and sisters. That's a lesson within itself. You didn't create yourself. So how can you... If you didn't create yourself, how can you know what your purpose is? How can you know? Serving God, worshiping God, and praising God. 
Well, that's how. That's the only way we can find our purpose. You know what? Many people want to use God for their own purpose. And see, we are users. This generation is users. We want to use God when things are going bad. We want to call on his name. When things are going bad or when we need prayer, when we need a new house, when we need health, when we need wealth, when we need, we want to call on God. But do you call on God and when everything is good? Hmm? When you, well, oh, my child is going through this and they're dealing with this. Do you call on them when everything was good, going good? Did you teach your child how to call on God for themselves? Did you teach them? Brother Jane, let's go look at a man who had everything and still was miserable. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 2. See, you can have everything and still be miserable. You could reach all your goals in life and still be miserable. Ecclesiastes. Chapter 2. And we're going to start at verse 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 2. Mm-hmm. Beginning at verse number 1. I said to myself, mm-hmm. come on, let's try pleasure. Mm-hmm. Let's look for the good things in life. Let's look for the good things in life. We have a lot of people just looking for the good things in life. Uh-huh. But I found that this too was meaningless. All of it was meaningless. He found out. Solomon found out all of it was meaningless. Keep going for me, Brother James. Verse 2. So I said, laughter is silly. What good does it do to seek pleasure? Mm-hmm. After much thought, I decided to cheer myself with wine. Mm-hmm. And while still seeking wisdom, I clutched at foolishness. Clutched at wine. Go to the bottle. Trying to find your misery. We, You know what? We got these people today, man. I don't know what it is with these young people. With this new, this, this marijuana they smoking, and they got to have it every day. Every day they got to have it. And that's all you smell when you go in the house, you go in the store, you look at kids, you look at pretty girls, and that's all you smell because they got to have it. That's all, and, and, and it's a habit. And then you got to have something every day, and you paying for something, but when you get, when your high come down, that problem is still there. Huh? That problem's still there. No matter what, it's still there. That bill. That problem on the job, that problem in your home, whatever you're doing is still there. You cannot mask what you're going through. You got to go to God and let God help you go through it. If you want to fix anything, but we continue to go to pills, we continue to go to different things, and we continue to go into the bottles, and we continue to go to sex, and we go to all these different things to try to mask the different things that we're going through. And this new generation with this fake weed that they got out there, that ain't even even smell right. And they got to have it every day. Keep keep reading for me, Brother Jane. I clutched that foolishness. Uh In this way, I tried to experience the only happiness most people find during their brief life in this world. Mm -hmm. Verse 4. I also tried to find meaning by building huge homes for myself. Building, building huge homes, having four, five, six homes, that's not going to give you happiness. Huh? It's going to give you a tax write-off. 
But it's not going to get you happy. I'm not saying not do it. I'm not saying it's bad. Because you need to have something to leave for your kids. You need to have something to leave. I'm not saying that that's bad. But don't look for that home to, that, that, to give you happiness. Because if inside your house it ain't no happiness, I don't care what type of house that is, it ain't no happiness. Remember Deion Sanders saying, I wanted to kill myself. I had the biggest house. I had cars. I had a baseball contract and a football contract, and I still tried to kill myself. Because he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy with inside of himself. Care how much money you got. And Solomon was the richest and wisest man, and he still wasn't happy. Care how much money you got. Money is good. I'm not saying that. But what you do with it, but don't look for it for happiness. Especially if you have a lot of money, you ain't looking to help nobody else out. You ain't going to bring nobody else up. Won't even give your mom, won't even buy your mama a house. <laughs> Read for me. By building huge homes for myself and by planting beautiful vineyards. Mm-hmm. Verse 5, I made gardens and parks, filling them with all kinds of fruit trees. He had, I, I, he had everything. Feel it. Think of it, Dawson. Everything he had, and he still was miserable. Verse 6. I built reservoirs to collect the water to irrigate my many flourishing groves. Mm -hmm. I bought slaves, both men and women. He brought slaves, both men and women. He brought slaves, both men and women. He brought them. He had everything. He didn't have, he had the world at his hand. He brought, he, and he still was miserable. Keep going for me, brother. And Shane. others were born into my household. Mm. I also owned large herds of cattle, flocks, more than any of the kings who had lived in Jerusalem before me. Mm -hmm. I collected great sums of silver and gold, gold, the treasures of many kings and providences. I hired wonderful singers, both men and women, and I had many beautiful, beautiful concubines. I had everything a man could desire. Everything. Everything a man could de desire. Any type of woman you think of, he done had them. Everything that a man could desire, he had. Money, cattle, homes, power, fame, notoriety. He had everything, and he still wasn't miserable. Keep going for me, Brother James. Verse number nine. Mm -hmm. So I became greater than all who had lived in Jerusalem before me, mm -hmm. and my wisdom never failed. He was smart, too. It Anything never smelled him. Anything I wanted, I would take. My Lord. I denied myself no, no pleasure. Nothing. I even found great pleasure in hard work. Work. A reward for all my labor. labor. But as I looked at everything, everything I, I had, had. Worked, I looked, as I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was all Most so meaningless. Like chasing the wind. There was nothing really worthwhile anywhere. How many of y'all chasing the wind today? Hmm? How many of us chasing the wind? Hmm? If you want to chase anything, you better chase God. If you want money, fame, power, it still was not good enough for him. It didn't bring him happiness. He had everything, and he still was a miserable person. And I know you're saying, if that was me, shoot, I'd be doing this, and I'd do that, and I ain't going to be miserable. But you know what? One thing about people with a lot of money and when they, after the, after the vacations and everything calmed down, reality set in. After they help out everybody and do everything that they want to do and they tour the world, reality set in. They still got to deal with themselves. Because if they're broke with inside, 
No matter how much money, no matter how much power, no matter how much fame they have, they're going to give it up. They're going to give it up. Brother James, for time's sake, let's go to uh, 1 Timothy 6. If you want to know your purpose, you must ask God. 1 Timothy. Six, and we're gonna start at seventeen. First Timothy chapter six, beginning at verse seventeen. Mm -hmm. Teach those who are rich in this world mm -hmm. not to be proud and not to trust in their money. See, a lot of people are proud and they trusting in their money. He said, "Teach those who are rich in this world." You know what? If you got a nice home with your wife and kids, and y'all everything going good, you're rich. You, you are rich. Stop trying to compare yourself and be like the next man. Because you don't know what that next man, that next woman did or had to go through to get where they went through. Stop. Be the best version God wants you to be. Not that you want to be. Be the best person that God wants you to be. Stop trying to compare yourself, compare your marriage, compare your kids, compare this and compare that to the next man. You don't know what they going through in their house. You don't know what they dealing with in their house. You don't know what they did to do what they, to make it. You don't know who they had to steal from. You don't know what. Keep going for me, Brother James. Teach those who are rich in this world to not be not to be proud and not to trust their money, which is so unreliable. Their, their trust should be in God. Their who trust should be in who? In God. See, if your trust ain't in God, then you got misplaced trust. And then, see, with, and then doing your temporary assignment, we wasting a lot of time in our assignment following somebody else. We wasting a lot of time not praising God. So when we're not praising him, then we're doing the opposite. We're praising Satan. I don't worship service. I don't wait, worship idols. I don't worship this. But you ain't praising God. Keep going for me, Brother Jane. The trust should be in God who richly gives us all that we need mm -hmm. for our enjoyment. He give us all that we need for our enjoyment. Not all that we want. All that we need for our enjoyment. And we need to understand that. Hebrews 13.5. He gives us everything that we need for our enjoyment. Verse 18. Yes, verse 8. Okay, verse 18, 18 and 19. Yeah. Tell them to use their money to do good. Mm -hmm. they, shouldn't be, they should be rich in good works and generous to those in need. They should be rich in good works and generous to, to those in need. Not a covetous. Not having a whole bunch of money and you see somebody over there struggling and you won't help them out. No, no, not that. But you want to brag and talk about how much money you got, but you ain't helping out nobody. Not even your own family. Keep going for me, brother. Always being ready to share with others. You, are right. you always ready to share with others or are you always ready to talk about others? Okay, good job, baby. Go. That's by what I'm talking about. By doing this, they will store up 
their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. Are you experiencing true life? Hmm? What, what you storing up today? Hmm? What, what type of treasures are you storing up today? Hmm? Hebrews 13. Hebrews chapter 13. You know what? When I look at Adam and Eve, and he told them not to trust, touch the tree. The tree was where, Brother James? It was in the middle of the garden. And, and I always say, why would God put it so close to them that it was so easily accessible for them if he didn't want them to touch it? Y'all didn't get that. He said, the tree is in the middle. He said, don't touch it. But you know what? I put it like this. We all have different things that we go through. And you know what's so amazing about those things, about that? It's so easily to touch. It's so easily to get to. You ain't get that. If I want an alcohol, I go get the alcohol. If I want dope, I go to, I got I to connect on the dope man. I got to connect on that. If I, you want a woman, you go get the woman. If you, sin is so easily to get to. It's right there. It's so easily to touch. God is just saying, don't touch it. It's there. And you notice the sin that you're going through is right in front of your face every day. It's so close to you. Sometimes they call you. Sometimes they come to your house. Sometimes they ride in the car with you. Sometimes they ride on the bus with you. Sometimes they text you. Sometimes it's on Instagram. Sometimes it's on Facebook. And sometimes it's on TikTok. It's so easily to get you. Because God, Satan know your sin. Satan know what will entice you. Sometimes it's food. <laughs> uh, y'all thinking about everything else. <laughs> Sometimes it is. Keep going for me, Brother Jane. Mm-hmm. What verse? Wait, verse five. Uh-huh. Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. See, the problem is we ain't never satisfied. We ain't never satisfied with nothing. You get one car, you got to have four. You only drive one at a time. Uh, one of the kids said to me the other day, and I said, oh, Lord. He said, Coach, I've been watching you. You ain't wear the same pair of shoes in two weeks. I said, man, you better start watching me. It was one of my close students. <laughs> You'll be surprised who watching you. You'd be surprised who, who take notice of you. <laughs> Not satisfied with one pair of J's, I got to get every color. <laughs> you got to get the ones, twos, threes, whatever. I'm talking about myself. Not satisfied with one fish and raw, I got a whole truck full of fish and raw. Not satisfied with one bait, I got every type of bait <laughs> that you could think of to catch a fish. I'm not satisfied with one suit, I got to have every color suit. Different occasion. That's me. How about you? Hmm? And see, the bad thing about it, we could afford our habits. Some people. Some people can't. (laughs) 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 
Oh my God. The problem is we're not satisfied with what you have. And sin is so easily accessible. Sin is so easily accessible. You know what? For time's sake, Brother Jane, uh, Genesis 2, verse 7. And I wanted to go back to what we was talking about. When you leave here, you are going somewhere. Genesis 2. Genesis chapter two, two, beginning at verse number seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. Then the Lord formed the man from the dust of the ground. So we was formed from the dust of our ground. Uh-huh. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. Uh-huh. I, I made a statement earlier. Your body is going to go uh, back to the dust, but your spirit is going to go to God. Go, go, go um, to God because you're going to be judged. And then after you are judged, you're going to go somewhere. Your spirit is going to go somewhere. So the dust, you came from the dust, and that's what you're going to go back to the dust. You know, when you go to the graveyard, that ain't your spirit gone. That ain't nothing but a shell. It's gone. But you're going to go right back to what it was. Now, let's do, do me a favor. You know what? Imagine if Adam and Eve would have not touched the tree. Because it wasn't in the middle of the garden. Then we probably could have lived here for eternity. Because God had made everything for them. He made everything was perfect. Their hair was perfect. Their nails, their eyes, their skin, their bodies. Everything was perfect. But then when they sinned in the garden, then God had to change plans. But you know what? He always have a plan for us even when we sin. Even when we fail. See, the difference of when you're in Christ, you have the, uh, the, you have the avenue of repentance. When you're outside of Christ, you don't have that avenue of repentance. You have to come into Christ. You have to come into him. You have to meet Christ in baptism, and then you will get the avenue of repentance. No baptism, no salvation. Oh, I got salvation. You obey the gospel? No, you don't have that salvation. Because first of all, you didn't even come into contact with the blood. You come into contact with the blood of Christ through baptism. That's why they call it a watery grave of baptism. Revelations 22. Verse 2. And Harry, get for me uh, Acts chapter 5, verse 29 through 32. And I'm going to end with that one. Revelations 22, verse 2. Revelations 22, verse 2. Mm -hmm. It flowed down the center of the main street. Mm -hmm. On each side of the river grew a tree of life, mm -hmm. bearing 12 crops of fruit, with a fresh crop each month. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nation. My Lord. They had everything. <clears throat> Keep going for me, Brother James. No longer will there be a curse upon anything. Mm -hmm. For the throne of God and for the throne of God and of the Lamb will be will be there, and his servants will worship him. And they will see his face, and his name will be written on their foreheads. Foreheads, verse five. And there will be no night there, no need for lamps or sun. Mm -hmm. For the Lord God will shine on them. Mm -hmm. And they will reign forever and ever. Verse 6. 
Then the angel said to me, everything you have heard and seen in this tr is trustworthy mm -hmm. and true. The Lord God who inspires his prophets has sent his angels to tell his servants what will happen soon. You know what? What are you following today that's true and trustworthy? <clears throat> hmm? What are you following today that's true and trustworthy? Acts. Chapter 5, verse 29 and 32. Acts. Must be obey who? God rather than any human authority. Any human authority. You must obey who, Brother Harry? Read it again. We must obey God rather than any human authority. God wants us to be obedient. You ever seen a disobedient child? That's one of the worst things that you can see. A disobedient child, a child who talk back to their parents, a child don't do anything that their parents tell them to do. God wants us to be obedient. Read that again for me, Brother Harry. But Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God. We must obey God. Rather than inhuman authority. Peter and the apostles. Now he talked, look, think about the Christians. He, we must, all of, all of us who put Christ on them in baptism, we must obey God rather than any human authority. And I went back to the, it was taking all the books out of the library and they taking out this book and that book and, and they're making all these different changes and that changes. And, uh, and then you can call, if she come to me and say, Coach, I want you to call me Brian. I got to call her Brian and I can't call her parents and tell the parents. So with me, you put me in a rock and a hard place as a pastor, as a man. So you, this little baby come up to me in the second grade and say, call me Brian instead of Isabella. And then they want me to follow that because she has rights. Read that scripture again. But Peter and the apostles replied, uh -huh. We must obey God rather than any human. I'm going to obey God. Keep going for me, Harry. We're going to 32. Mm -hmm. Number three. Mm -hmm. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by hanging him on a cross. So you killed him. You hearing the gospel right there. Mm -hmm. You killed him. You hung him on the cross. Keep Read that one more time, Harry. Huh? The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by hanging him on a cross. In order to raise Jesus from the dead, he had to die. He was hanging on the cross. He died, and then he was buried, and then he rose again on the third day. So you just heard the gospel again. Keep going for me, Harry. Verse number 31. Mm -hmm. Then God put him in the place of honor at his right hand mm -hmm. as prince and savior. Uh-huh. He did this so the people of Israel would repent of their sins and be forgiven. He doing it for you today so you could repent on your sins and be forgiven today. Amen. Keep going for me. We are witnesses of these things mm -hmm. and so is the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. who is given by God to those who obey him. No, those who want to do their will. Those who say what I want to say, do what I feel. Read that one more time for me, Harry. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. who is given by God to those who obey him. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. 
If you're here today and you haven't obeyed that one and only gospel, which is the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and put Christ on in baptism, today is your day. He wants you to be obedient to his word, not to your will, not with your ideologies, or not what you're thinking and all that. For, obedient to his will. And that's what we must do as we stand and sing the song of invitation.